it is Tuesday, September 15th. I am Trent Reinsmith, your host, and this is another edition of the Daily Come On Now MMA podcast. Today's topics, there is a good card this weekend, but nobody's talking about it. Is the UFC's quantity over quality hurting interest? On the other hand, the UFC now knows it can do an event every weekend. Will it try to do that in 2021? Johnny Walker saying all the right things ahead of this weekend's matchup. Brian Kelleher and the dangers of free agency for fighters who lack name recognition to casual fans. Mike Rodriguez got his win bonus, but what would help more would have been to bump him up to the next pay grade. Of course, the UFC would book Dan Hooker versus Tony Ferguson because it will be a lot cheaper than booking Tony Ferguson versus Dustin Poirier. This weekend, the UFC is going to put on what I think is, at least on paper, one of its better cards in a, in a pretty long while here. But yet, I'm not really feeling any kind of interest in it. And I think some of that is because of the oversaturation that we're experiencing right now with the UFC. A fight card every Saturday and the Tuesday Night Contender Series it's just overwhelming. There's no way to absorb what happened and what's gonna what's coming on the following Saturday. There's no way to develop storylines or let anything breathe and, and get any kind of interest going in it. And so we just move on from fight to fight to fight to fight to fight and no momentum really. I think that's going to hurt in the long run and now that we have a fight card every Saturday I think until December I don't know if the UFC is going to be able to maintain the the ratings it's getting now I, I haven't looked uh, this is just a feeling and I'm going to look into this a little and see what I can get out of the, the how the ratings are going and and what's happening but I just don't have a good feel for how things are going because it's just so much uh, this fight card that that's coming up on Saturday is a good card and there should be a lot of interest in it and I just don't see that and I don't know why so I think this is gonna be a good event to see which way the UFC is going and and how things are gonna develop as we head towards December one thing that I am afraid of though is that the UFC is going to make its money from ESPN this year by putting on these events every weekend because they lost so much time because of the early stages of the pandemic and not being able to hold cards. And so pretty much every weekend over the past few months and heading into December, we're going to get a card. And now the UFC knows it can do this. It knows it can put on a fight card every weekend. It knows it can also run the Tuesday Night Contender Series during that time. And I think it's going to try and run it at least twice this year. So it knows that it can create this volume of content because let's be honest, this is content being created to get that money from ESPN for 42 fight cards at the end of the year. So my worry is that we're going to head into 2021 and the UFC is going to say, well, we know we can do this, so let's do it. Let's have a fight card every weekend in 2021 and and see what happens see how the ratings go 
see how the income gets generated, see if there's more partnerships, quote unquote partnerships available for sponsors to get involved with the UFC, whether through in-cage graphics, video, anything really, anything but giving the fighters a cut of that uh, sponsorship money. And maybe that's a way the UFC can bank more money and not not share it with the fighters, but that'll help Endeavor recover from the losses uh, that it's going to experience this year, and I'm going to guess some of next year because the UFC is the only real big business it's got going right now. So that's a legit fear I have, I think, that the UFC is going to push this and try and get 52 or 50 fight cards next year. Maybe they take off Thanksgiving and Christmas, New Year's. I don't know. But I think we're going to... I would not be surprised if we see an increase of UFC events next year. Not going to surprise me one bit because it knows it can create that content. And if it doesn't care about quality and just wants to get fights on the, on TV or on ESPN Plus or on UFC Fight Pass, it knows it can do that. And... Quantity over quality is a big concern because we're already experiencing it. So just say I'm nervous about about next year. Very nervous about how many fight cards are going to go go on. Speaking of Saturday, Johnny Walker's returning and he needs a big win. He was being looked at as a future title contender during his early run in the UFC and now I think that has kind of while maybe not disappeared, it's definitely been toned down. So he's fighting Ryan Spann. Walker's ranked 11th. Spann's ranked 12th. Walker's coming off two consecutive losses. Spann is on a winning streak of, let me check here, eight-fight winning streak. And he beat Sam Alvey by split decision in his last fight. Walker is a favorite, which is kind of surprising to me. But Walker is saying all the right things heading into this fight. He's ignoring the critics, and he's focused on, from what he says, he's focused on just fighting, and he has fixed his mistakes. He made changes to his management, and he's also in a new gym. He's over at SBG in Ireland, and he says he's just training and eating properly, sleeping, and occasionally playing video games. So if this is all true and he's dialed in and he's cut down on the shenanigans, maybe he can recover from those two losses. He might lose some fans if he's a little more focused on finishing a fight and winning a fight rather than showing off. This is a, I I wouldn't say this is a make or break fight for Walker, because he's still just 28, but it's going to be a telling fight because if he loses, he's he'll probably drop out of the rankings, and you don't want to be doing that right now with a new a new champion getting crowned in the near future, and John Jones moving up to heavyweight. This is the time you want to really try and make a statement in the light heavyweight division. So the opportunity is there for Walker. I'm unsure if he's going to be able to live up to that, live up to the early hype, but he he definitely needs to uh, to get a win here. Definitely needs to get a big win.
Brian Kelleher said that he's thinking about testing free agency. And my first reaction to this was, yeah, do it. I think everyone should test free agency. But then I thought about it a little more. And I don't know if I, uh, if I still hold that attitude right now. The UFC is obviously, with its way it's doing events right now, it's obviously interested in reducing costs. And that's why it's signing so many from the Contender Series. And it's why we're probably going to see a purging of the roster in the near future. So someone like Kelleher, who is, he's not a veteran fighter in the UFC at this point. He has he has 10 fights in the UFC and he's 6-4. and four. And I don't know. I just, I don't know if he's a guy like that should test free agency. His last disclosed pay, which was in January, was 46. He was on in 23 and 23. Since then, he's fought three times and he's two and one. So he's going to be making a decent amount more than that. Oh, I'm sorry. He was at UFC 250. Was paid 33 grand. So he's probably on a. He's probably at 36 now. I'm guessing. Since he lost at. 250 and he's and he fought in September and he got a first round uh, submission win in a performance of the night so he's probably at 36 close to maybe closer to 40 I don't know I'm just guessing there since the uh, Nevada's not disclosing pay anymore so he's at 36 and he's not someone who is he's not a draw per se he's someone we know someone we recognize but the UFC doesn't really care about that, I don't think. I think they're going to focus more on fighters that are draws and keeping them than someone who is a solid competitor and can rack up some wins and uh, get themselves some bonuses because Kelleher has four, wait, five, five uh, bonuses. And so he's getting a bonus every other fight. So that's he's not somebody that's just going to go out there and not put it on the line. But by the same token, the UFC can get somebody in that spot and pay them 12 and have them move up in increments of $2,000, which is what the, the old contracts were on the Ultimate Fighter. So I think the Contender Series contracts are probably similar. I'll look that up. But So uh, someone like a Kelleher, who's not on a long winning streak, not a big-name fighter, not a big-name draw, I don't know if it's worth pursuing free agency at this time. Maybe you extract a few extra grand out of the UFC and re-upping your deal and try and cut a shorter deal to see how things go. But I don't know if I'm, I'm risking free agency, especially not at this point where you don't know how much money the other promotions have to throw around and if you and you don't know what they're going to do with someone who is not going to be a recognizable name to uh, the the casual fans. So this is a dilemma that fighters who are in free agency are, are really going to have to think about before jumping into that pool. So Kelleher, yeah, he has a lot to think about here. On Saturday, Mike Rodriguez was submitted late in in the third round of his fight with Ed Herman. Um, that was obviously controversial because Rodriguez looked like he was on the way to winning that fight 
uh, with a knee to the body when referee Chris Tyone stopped the fight um, and called the one knee a low blow, even though it was clearly not a low blow on replay. With that, Herman got his five minutes to recover. He took this time and recovered from what probably should have been the start of a fight-ending sequence and then went on to win the fight, like I said, by submission. After the fight, UFC President Dana White said that he was going to give Rodriguez his win bonus and then had some other choice words for Tyone. And, and while I think that's great that Rodriguez is going to get his win bonus, and I think he should get his win bonus, what would probably be better, well, not better, but what would also help Rodriguez, and I don't think many people think about this, is that he should be bumped up to the next pay grade in, on his UFC deal. And I don't think that's going to happen because in the record book, it's a loss, and White had to make a specific point that he was going to pay Rodriguez's win bonus. So I'd be very, very surprised if he got bumped up to his next level of pay. And I think that would be a pretty significant bump because in... His last two disclosed pays, Rodriguez obviously started with a $12,000 deal. Um, he won a fight, and then his next disclosed pay, that his his base was at 20000 So that's an $8,000 bump. If he would get that for his next fight, he would start at a, at a, or more than that, he would start at a pretty significant advantage. Instead, he's going to be probably back at the same base that he was paid for the Herman fight, which we all know should not have been a loss for Rodriguez. So these are the little things you have to think about um, when the UFC acts like it's doing a favor. And it did it did the right thing here, no, no doubt about that. But doing the right thing would also be then moving him up because you think that he got the win and... I just don't see that happening. We know the UFC is looking for a new opponent for Tony Ferguson because Dustin Poirier asked for what he felt he was worth and the UFC decided it was not going to match that number. My feeling on this is the, the UFC lightweights who are offered to fight Ferguson should turn the fight down and more or less make a statement and force the UFC to pay. Poirier what he wants or closer to what he wants so that fight happens don't think that's going to happen it would be a small step but it would be a big show of force by the UFC fighters and it would be I don't think it would be a risk that would piss the UFC off nearly as much as uh, trying to organize a, a fighters association I'm sure it'll piss the UFC off but you know not not to that level but we also saw that Eugene Behrman, the coach at City Kickboxing, said that if given the opportunity, uh, Dan Hooker would step in and take that fight if the timing would work for him. And I don't think the UFC would hesitate to make that fight. Hooker's last fight was against Poirier. He lost that fight, and Hooker was paid 110000 for for his for in defeat. Poirier made 300000 for that win, it was 150 with 150 bonus. So Poirier is obviously going up and pay after that win. I would think he's probably going to jump up to somewhere closer to 200. So he was probably looking 
if I'm going to guess to fight Ferguson, probably somewhere around 300, maybe more, but I think 300 would be a reasonable ask. I think 500 would be a reasonable ask as well, too, but I'm just playing it on the on the safe side. But the UFC obviously is not interested in, in paying whatever, whatever uh, Poye asks for, which leads me to believe that if they can make the fight work for Hooker at a at 110,000. They will make that fight work. We know the UFC is not interested in putting together fights that are going to cost it a lot right now or ever, but especially right now. So if they can get Hooker in there, who has uh, who will put on an exciting fight, I think they do it. But again, I stand by my statement that the UFC fighters in the lightweight division should hold out and make the UFC pay Poirier what he is asking for because Poirier is worth whatever he's asking for. You, you can't deny that. And with that, I'm going to call it a night. Until tomorrow, everyone stay safe. Mm-hmm.